a mighty God we serve. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 and 4. We'll be reading here this evening. What a beautiful spirit. I mean, the Lord just walked right into this place tonight, didn't he? And I, I really love what we're going to be doing on Wednesday nights, changing the format just a little in the beginning, taking our time to pray for special needs uh, in the church. And our brothers and sisters that are uh, going through something that's uh, urgent. What a miracle. God regrew veins around them, blocked veins. The doctor said, there's nothing we can do. God said, there's something I can do. Let me show you what I can do. Praise God. Praise God. What a, what a divine, what a divine miracle. We give God, we give God praise. He works in different ways with uh, different people. And um, as we preached a few weeks ago, it's about him receiving glory. That's the, that's the final end, right? God heals this one. God takes that one. And we, what's, what's going on? In both cases, you watch. God's going to receive glory. We give ourselves to him. Our lives belong to him. The bottom line is the result is going to be he receives glory. Why? Because when he's lifted up, he draws all men unto him. And it's about, it is about revival. Everybody say fasting and prayer. Remember we started at 6 o'clock this evening. We're going all the way till 6 o'clock tomorrow evening. And so uh, we, we are not eating. We are just drinking much, 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 much. And water. And if you uh, have to take medicines, use wisdom and take in a little something, uh, just use wisdom, right? Just use wisdom uh, before the Lord, and uh, he'll, he'll help you in that. Remember, no media except for reading of the Bible, maybe listening to a sermon. We've got all of our podcasts updated on the website now. We thank Sister Dawn for that. We've caught back up. Sister Dawn, thank you so much for doing that. And she's going to be making sure, uh, for example... Uh, tonight or tomorrow morning, sometimes tomorrow she'll have tonight's message up on the web. Sunday, by Sunday evening or Monday morning, it'll be, and we're going to be back on, uh, back on track uh, with, uh, with all of that. Brother Hastings, uh, Brother Heron, as it's been mentioned to uh, Brother Sapp, is coming. And his gift, although the Lord uses him in many ways, of course, but his gift is praying people through to the Holy Ghost. So we have two weeks to convince our co-workers, our friends, our family, our neighbors, and everyone to come and be in the house of God. Uh, well, you can go ahead and have them come this coming Sunday, too, because, you know, people get pray. People can pray through whether there's a special preacher or not. Uh, we've seen hundreds and uh, hundreds, and hundreds, even thousands receive the gift of the Holy Ghost here at uh, the Pentecostals of the Palm Beaches, and we're so excited about it. But he is used in that area. Brother Sapp mentioned uh, one of the most craziest things. I don't think I've ever heard it anywhere's anywhere's ever. I know it never happened with him. Mother's Day. We had 28 mothers baptized and 30 received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Isn't that incredible? A couple of years ago, 
and uh, God just blesses him in that area. Everybody say sanctuary offering. Let's remember that. We ha actually had two testimonies today, and I told him to save that for the first Sunday of the month. Save that. And we have some, God is just doing some wonderful things and testimonies. He's continuing. I'm excited. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And I'm going to talk to us tonight. I'm going to start tonight on the subject of fasting concerning spiritual victory in our life. Receiving or gaining or getting victory in areas of our life we have been battling in. Uh, through fasting and prayer. And then also, of course, just victory over areas in the church. Our weapons are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. There are strongholds. And when we recognize one, when we see one... We should attack it through fasting and prayer until we pull it down. Lord, we thank you for the way that you have already blessed here tonight. We thank you, Father, for the power that we feel in the house of God. Thank you for speaking to us. Oh, Lord. You walked in our midst and you spoke to us. We're so thankful for your love. For your strength that you have brought to this place. For the unity that is in the house of God. Pulling us together, Lord, in one voice. Praying for our brothers and our sisters. In the mighty name of Jesus. Bless, Lord, your word tonight. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen. Turn to two or three people around you and tell them, why don't you... Help me pull down some strongholds. Lord bless you. You may be seated. I want to tell you, we could not be, uh, there, or there could not be a more better time, a precise timing in the month that has been chosen, which is October, for our month of fasting and prayer. October the 1st through the 21st, a Monday on down three weeks into ending on a Sunday where we are going to be fasting as a church. One meal a day is all that we will be partaking if physically possible. And uh, we will be having seasons of prayer during the week, not only here on Wednesday nights, but uh, at homes and things and seeking God. And believing God to do great, powerful things. Believing God to pull down strongholds. And uh, there has been some incredible uh, battles of late. And things and situations and homes and 
uh, health, uh, marriages, finances, and uh, just the battle of the enemy, the battle of the adversary. But God is mighty, the word of the Lord said. And uh, when we learn to war in the spirit, not through our carnality, not through our abilities, through our, uh, our talents or our wisdom, but in the simplicity of prayer and fasting, reaching and getting a hold of God, we are going to see the Lord break the chains of the attack of the adversary. We are going to see strongholds that are going to be brought down through the power of prayer and fasting. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Let's give him some praise if you believe that. I believe that uh, in my heart. For even though we are in the flesh, Paul the Apostle says, we do not war after the flesh. Our weapons are not carnal, but they are mighty through God, even to pulling down the powers of the adversary. Now, we are going to address tonight uh, some of these weapons. We are going to address what it is that is at our availability. What we need to understand is that the weapons are there, but they are fine-tuned through prayer and fasting. When the disciples came to Jesus and said, uh, we cannot cast this one out. It was not because they did not have the power, because it was only a few chapters earlier that Jesus said to them, I have given you power over all the power of the enemy. Go, heal the sick, cast out devils, and heal the blinded eyes and the deaf ears. And sure enough, they went out and uh, they cast out devils and laid hands on the blind, opened the ears of the dead, caused the lame to walk. They even raised the dead. But they came to this one that they prayed over. They didn't seem to do anything different with this one than they did with everybody else. But they could not cast out the devil. And so they brought the individual to Jesus. And Jesus looked about across them, rebuked their lack of faith, generation of hypocrisy, demons and devils, cast the demon out. The disciples said, Lord, why is it that we could not cast this one out? We didn't do anything different with this one than we did with the others. The others fled. The others were cast out. We pulled down the strongholds on the others, but this one we could not. Jesus turned to them and said, these do not come out, but by prayer and Fasting. 
There is something about praying and fasting. When you bring them together, the humility of prayer, the power of prayer, the humility of fasting, that homes in our spiritual self unto God. There's something about it that get help gets our flesh out of the way. That's what Paul is saying. Our weapons are not carnal. Our weapons are not of the flesh. We must find a way to get the flesh out of the way so that through God, where our power lies, we can pull down strongholds, strongholds in our lives, strongholds in our children, strongholds in our marriages, strongholds in our finances, strongholds in the church. Come on, somebody. We got to get the flesh out of the way. We've got to walk in the spirit. We've got to find out how to get a hold of the power of God. Oh, let's love him. Let's love him. Let's love him. He's speaking to us tonight. He wants to help us, teach us, train us, mold us, and prepare us to be able to walk into this fasting and into this prayer so that it makes a difference, a difference in our life, a difference in the lives of those that are around us, a difference in the church as a whole. I've already told you, I'm going to tell you again. I know it in the Holy Ghost. There's something different going to happen in October. There's something God's going to do to this church in our time of fasting and prayer. He's going to change some of us. Gifts are going to come in. Oh, yes. Spiritual gifts are going to begin to operate in us because, God, we're going to get sensitive to him. Our weapons are not carnal. And if our weapons are not carnal, then we need to get flesh out of the way. Listen, as long as flesh is there, you're going to try to use the weapons of flesh. You're going to try to figure it out in your mind. You're going to try to work it out with your hands. You're going to try to do it under your own power and your own ability. But if somehow we can find the method that grabs the old carnal man and puts it on a back shelf for a little while and lets the spiritual man step out, then you get in tune with the one that has the power. And when you link up with that power, because carnality has been put aside, Pride will not enter in. You will not be puffed up. You will not be lifted up. You will get a glimpse of heaven and his glory and his power. And humility will be in your heart. And you will use that power for the furtherance of the kingdom of God. We have weapons at our disposal have the word of God at our disposal. We have faith in that word, of course, at our disposal. Jesus turned and said, oh, ye of little faith. We have, of course, prayer and fasting. 
Bible says we are made overcomers by our testimony. That doesn't mean you just open your mouth and give your testimony and words comes out. And it makes you an overcomer. No. You can read the word and you can use the word. And it produced nothing in your life and no results in the lives of others. It's not just having access to these weapons. It's having access to the one who controls these weapons. It's having access to the one that through him, when I open my mouth and I use the word of God, it becomes sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides to the very mire of the bone. It knows the very intent of the heart of man. And there's not a devil anywhere, heaven, earth, or hell, that can stand against its power. But not in my flesh, not in just the ability of oratane fancy words of the Psalms or the Proverbs, not in my ability to bring from my memory verses and quote them, but through the power of fasting and prayer, I'm in tune with Him. And now I know it's more than a book, it is alive. There's power in it, and I can feel the one who wrote it surging through my body and when I open my mouth it comes out in authority This is what God is trying to do to us. This is what the fasting and the prayer is going to do to us. It's going to get us in tune to him, lined up with him, linked up with him, walking in step with him. And then I'm not just speaking. I'm not just praying. I'm praying in his will. I'm speaking in his will. Praise God. I feel such a power here tonight. The Lord is somehow trying to help us not just hear another sermon. Not just hear another sermon on fasting or prayer. But somehow touch our hearts and minds to get that revelation and understanding that this is real and we can put it to work. I have watched God answer so many powerful prayers from this church. I've watched you pray and God do unbelievable things. Such as grow veins around blockage in hearts when the doctor said there's nothing they can do. Now, fasting is not fun. I have never been more hungry. You, you know, when you get up in the morning, you normally don't even eat if you're not a morning eating person. 
But if you know you're fasting that day, you wake up starving to death. <laughs> it's just something about the old psychic. Fasting is not fun. It's, it's not meant to be. It's meant to be a denial of self. I was talking to one of the brethren in the church. They'll know who it is when I tell this story. I was talking to him, and and uh, he loves his little dog, you know, and my dogs were there. And, and uh, so all those other Dotsons I know, they're fat, you know. They walk with their little short legs, and the belly sort of drags the ground. You tie, you put a wet cloth underneath them, you can mop the floor with them. <coughs> but, but our Dotsons are thin. They're not unhealthy, they're just thin. Because we learned the trick. Learn the trick. You find the dog food they hate the most. You put it in a bowl. And you leave it. And when they get hungry enough, they'll go eat it. But the moment there's enough in their belly to quench their hunger, they will stop. Because they will remember they hate that stuff. Of course, I'm talking about a couple dogs that Jones has gave us quite a few, tricked me into receiving quite a few years ago, 10 or 11 or something. I don't know how long ago. And uh, so, so this brother says to me, he says, Pastor Kyle, one of the pleasures of life is eating. <clears throat> he said, you should find what that dog loves the most so he can have the pleasure of eating. That's one of the pleasures of life. I got the same dog food in the bowl, trust me. But he's right. It's one of the pleasures of life. In fact, it's probably one of the greatest pleasures that you and I have. We're always trying to find our favorite restaurant. Find the person that cooks our favorite meal. You obviously found them, Brother Chance. You waving your hand over there. We like to find that we love it when, when uh, Brother Hanson, when, when your mom was still alive, Peggy was still around, and she'd invite us over. We were so excited. Mashed potatoes and gravy and thick pork chops and steamed asparagus, or she'd cook up whatever I asked, she'd cook it. And it was the best uh, on, on the planet. It was a pleasure of life. When I, was, when, I knew I was, when I knew I was going to the Hanson's house, that next, that next evening I'd get up in the morning thinking about it. It gave me strength to go through the day. And then she'd cook them big old cakes, man. I mean, it wouldn't matter what kind of cake it was. Oh, it was so good. The only thing that is so aggravating about sitting down and eating good food is that you get full and you get mad because you don't want to stop eating but if you take another bite it crosses the line of gluttony and, and, and that's the most frustrating thing about eating something good is that you get full we should only get full on stuff we don't like, you know, like when you was a kid, two beans, green beans would fill you up. But, but 
when it's stuffed you, but you can eat nine bowls of ice cream. It's just amazing how all that works. But food is a pleasure of life, and God understands that. And so he uses this as a denial to you and I. It disciplines. I don't understand all of the intricate details of this. I don't know if anyone really does. But there is an incredible connection between the spirit world and the physical world, and food kind of sits right in the middle of it. There's something about it when, when your body has been fueled, it gives the old carnal man strength to stand and to rebel and to do, uh, you know, whatever it chooses to do. Maybe it gives the old flesh a, 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 false, um, a, a, a false identity of, of ability and strength. I don't know. But this I do know without fail that when you rob your body of food and you make your way into the prayer room, there's just something about it. Your mind is more sensitive to God. Your soul is more sensitive to God. The flesh has lost its strength. The spirit arises up and begins to communicate with the Lord. And so God has chosen fasting for you and I that we would deny ourselves. And, and then Isaiah 58, look at this. God says, is, is it such a fast that I have chosen a day for man? to do what come on say it louder afflict his soul there's something about fasting that brings affliction to the inner man afflict his soul is it to bow down his head as a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him wilt thou call this a fast an acceptable day unto the Lord to do what to humble ourselves to yield ourselves but God goes on he said listen the fast is more than just getting hungry the fast is more than just humility there's power in it. He said, I want you to understand this. Is this not the fast that I've chosen to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, that ye break every yoke. I'm telling you, if we would really get a hold of this, if we could truly understand the power of fasting and prayer and what it does inside of us, humbles the man, humbles the soul, afflicts the soul, but power comes out and the bonds of wickedness are going to be broken and the oppressed are going to go free and every yoke is going to be crushed. Can we love that? Can we love that? Can we get excited about that? Continue verse 7. Deal thy bread to the hungry. 
that thou bring the poor that are cast out of thy house when thou seest the naked that thou cover him that thou hide him not not thyself from thine own flesh I believe here God is speaking more than just giving them physical bread or physical clothing I believe God, I believe God is also saying that when we fast we're able to break the bread of heaven did not Jesus say I am the bread of life we're able to break that bread we're able to feed the poor he said I've come that the poor might hear the gospel we're able to clothe the wicked with the cloth and the cloak of righteousness when we fast when we pray these powers these abilities they come to us from where from him from him he said our weapons are not carnal but through God they are strong they are mighty through God we get that through fasting and prayer we got to get over that fasting is about getting hungry. <laughs> we have to get over. I mean, most of us start the fast on 6 o'clock on Wednesday evening thinking about what we're going to eat at 6.01 Thursday evening. Is that a fast? Or is that a perseverance? <laughs> I can get through this. I can get through this. I can get through this. I, sitting there looking at the clock. 59. Ding. It's already cooked. You started cooking at four. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that fast is doing for us. But I believe if we can get a revelation of what it really does. So, listen, so, so far beyond this physical realm. We, we relate fasting and prayer so much to the carnal. And God is saying, no, fasting and prayer... It's the very first thing it does is its purpose, it's, it's one of its first purposes is to remove carnality. But that's not where fasting and prayer ends. That's where it begins. That's like praying through for the Holy Ghost and saying, I'm done. No, you just started. You just got in. Now God wants to do incredible things through you, for others, and for you. And fasting... One of the first things it does is it, it does. It brings down the carnal man. It, it shoves him down a little bit and shoves him out. But God says that that's where it just begins. I didn't call a fast just to afflict your soul. It starts there. 
But after that's over, the bonds of wickedness are going to be broken. The oppressed are going to be set free. And the yoke of sin, it's going to be loose. And you're going to have the power to break the bread of heaven. And when you open your mouth, it's not just going to be a doctrine coming out. But it's going to be a flow of the love of God and the power of God. And because man is out of the way, the old arrogant feeling of I'm going to prove to you I'm right. My doctrine's better than yours. I'm going to heaven and you're going to hell. You need this, bless God, like a, like a little bird in a nest. We want to open their mouth and shove this stuff down their throat. But when you've been fasting and praying, your whole approach is different. Now you approach them as a soul that is lost and needs God. You remember yourself before you need God before you knew him and you're so thankful somebody brought him to you and now you approach them in love and when you open up your mouth the bread of heaven is broken you begin to clothe them with a cloak of righteousness and you take them you take them in the poor of the world bound by sin bound by ugliness and you bring them where into the riches of Christ and that's done through the power of fasting and prayer I believe this is where God is trying to take us beyond the veil to push through the old flesh Lay it aside and say, okay, God, that part's done. Now maybe we can get down to business of what fasting and prayer is really all about. Because while I remain in this state, I have a contact with you I just don't have. When the old carnal man is strong. I hope that. I haven't even, well, I'll get to it when I go there. I hope that somewheres in this fasting of October that you'll take some days off of work. Request a personal day that they give them to you. Don't lie. Don't call in sick when there's nothing wrong with you. Of course, I don't know if you wait till about day 15, you just might be. You call and say, I don't feel very good today. My stomach's upset. <laughs> we would take a day or two, however many, and take that day off. And, and listen, you have to plan this. This isn't just going to happen. And, and that we would arrange our day somehow. That we don't have to worry, worry about the, the normal, trivial things. Important. Don't misunderstand me. 
but that we somehow for a day or two could put them aside and actually just spend that time with God. And you don't have to be rolling on the floor screaming for 12 hours. You get yourself a little stool with a cushion on it and sit and just wait. And wait. And just wait. There's stories in the Bible where prophets waited for three days before God showed up. Daniel prayed for 21 before God showed up. Fasting prayer. But I promise you, he'll show up. And he probably won't say to you what you want to hear. Because you know what God does to fruit-bearing trees? He prunes them. That's what he does. You know what God does to the ones who are truly seeking him? He pits them, puts them in the fire. So the dross of the silver can float to the top and be scraped off. When we give ourselves to the Lord and truly yield our minds and our hearts and our bodies, doesn't mean things are going to go good. I can't promise you any of that. But I can promise you, you will draw closer to him than you have ever been. And the closer we get to him, the beauty about this, Brother Garza, is that what we used to care about, we don't care so much about. I'm going to close with this. I, I used, um, and then we're going to come down and pray. I've used this analogy before, but the Lord spoke to me a while back. On, um, I think it was Sister Ellison. Is she here tonight? Yes, she is. She came up to me and she was showing me a picture of one of her grandchildren. It could have been a great one. I don't know. But yeah, one of the brats. Anyway, so she comes up there and she's showing me this picture. You know, she's so proud, big smile on her face. And I looked at her. I said, Sister Ellison. You're the only person in this building that cares anything about that kid. She looked at me and she said, Pastor, you are so mean. We laughed together. I let her show me the other 47 pictures. Same kid. Head slightly turned. You know. Anyway. So, she walked away and and I had said it jokingly, but I was walking up here, walking away from it, and the Lord spoke to me, and he said, if that would have been a 21-year-old boy or girl, she'd have walked up to you with her phone and his phone and would have showed you their new car or their new bike. If that would have been a 30-year-old man, he'd have walked up to you and showed you the new house. 
nothing wrong with those things. He said, but after a while, you learn what really matters. And she could have had in that phone a picture of a new car and a new house, a new whatever. But she wouldn't have turned to none of those. Because the only thing that mattered in that phone was that little grandbaby. Because we learn later in life what really matters. And that's relationship. It's the same thing with this old flesh. The closer we get to God, the more we realize that the things we held on to don't really matter. But the only way to make that journey is fasting and prayer. God designed it that way. He he knows our bodies. And he designed for us to afflict ourselves so that we can discipline ourselves. That's the key word, isn't it? Let's stand. Let's come down to the front. Just a couple minutes. It's only 10 after 8. We're only going to pray for about just five minutes. We're just going to talk to the Lord for just a moment. So fasting. When we, when we enter into fasting. We need to understand, and this is what the Lord wants us to get a hold of tonight, this one small point. When we enter into fasting, and when you finally feel yourself breaking through the flesh into the presence of God, it's not over. It's just begun. And so often, that's where we stop. We break into his presence. Dude, I'm so far away. I'm not going to bite. Has it been that bad tonight? Come on. Come join us. Come join us. Very good. Very nice. Very nice. Sister Jared's hiding behind the chair. Okay, that's good. Oh, that's not Sister Jared, is it? (laughs) That's Sister Jared. Sister Jared's up at the altar. (laughs) Sister Jean's hiding behind. Oh, that's Jean Jarrett. Sister Don's hiding behind the chair. Twins always bother me. I'm just kidding. I know you don't. All right. So, even, even, you know, starting... Tonight at 6. We're making our way till tomorrow at 6. But somewhere in this short period of time, we can feel ourselves break through into the spirit. And we need to understand that his word says at that moment, bonds of wickedness can be broken. Yokes of sin can be loosed. 
at that moment and the oppressed can be set free. So it's at that moment in the middle of fasting and prayer and you feel yourself break through into the spirit that you begin to pray for someone in your family that you know has been oppressed, who is bound by the yoke of sin. And here's the difference because the Lord said, now we're not dealing with carnal weapons. We're not dealing with your ability to fling doctrine and everything. But now we, it is God, his power, his power that's visiting you to pull down the strongholds that are in the lives of your family members and maybe your co-workers or just a friend. So we're going to ask God to help us tonight to just sort of speak to us. I, I want, this is what I want to hear him say. I want to hear him say, okay, that's it right there. I want to hear him say, okay, you're there. You stepped in. Kind of just give me that little clue, that little, little nudge that I've just sort of peeked into the spirit realm. And I've broken through this old carnality. And in prayer and fasting, I can invoke the word. Lord, we come to you tonight as a church. Mm. Your word. Oh. God, I pray that you allow that revelation to rest upon us. Let that revelation, God, come into our hearts and into our spirits, Lord. That when we break through the barrier of this flesh, the, flat, the fast is not over. It has just begun. Give us the revelation of the power of fasting and prayer. And God, that when we enter into it, it gives us power over the demons that could not normally be cast out. Power over the oppressed rest that they can be lifted up power over the yoke of sin that rests upon the hearts and the minds of men oh yes power oh God set the oppressed free when we enter into that realm oh God we are getting a hold of the power of God that gives us the ability to bring down the strongholds of the enemy in our life Oh, Jesus, we stand before you as a church tonight. We humble ourselves before you. We yield our hearts and our minds. We afflict our souls to know that we 
can enter into that power, enter into that glory, that we can break the bread of life. We can clothe the wicked with the cloak of righteousness. Oh, sweet Jesus, help us, help us, strengthen us, visit us, speak to us. Let us see, let us know in your power and in your authority. We pray it in the mighty name of the Lord. Let's lift our hands right now and call out to God. Will you do that? Let's call out to him. Oh, Father, we love you. We love and adore you. We bless your mighty name. We glorify the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We bless you tonight. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you. We bless bless you. We bless you, Jesus. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you, God. How I worship you. How I bless you. Oh, I adore thee, God. I adore thee. We adore you. We adore you. We adore you. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Father. We love you. We adore you. We glorify your name. We glorify your name. We glorify your name. We glorify your name. We glorify you tonight, God. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. And so I know it's only 24 hours, but as we continue in this fast throughout tomorrow, Let's keep in mind, this is more than just afflicting the flesh. This is getting us in the position to invoke the power of the word of God. It is literally, biblically, so it must happen. It is a biblical promise and command that when we fast and pray, it will put us in the position to break the yoke of sin, to set the oppressed free. It will put us in that position. To loose them in the name of the Lord. To loose the bonds of wickedness. Woo! Hallelujah! Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Lord, we love you. We love you. We love you. We adore you, Lord. We adore you, Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Uh, thank you for being faithful to our Wednesday night services. Encourage someone that's not here tonight on Sunday to be here on our Wednesday night services as we make our way through fasting and prayer. Let's learn some stuff. Let's change our lives. Let's change the kingdom. In Jesus' name. God bless you. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord. We love you. Greet one another. Love one another. Be kind to one another. Prefer one another. Speak well of one another. Amen. Lord bless you.